Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living and making the most of your solo life. I'm Chantelle the Coach, a course life and confidence coach for singles looking to make the most of being on their own so that they don't constantly rely on being in a relationship to fulfil their happiness and to make sure that they make the most of the opportunities available to them now. And in today's episode, I want to ask you a question. This might be something that you're thinking of in general now that you're single or have been single for a while. And it's something I think needs a lot of exploration before you actually answer it. I think there'll be an initial answer. And what I'd be inclined to do is ask you again. So the question is, do you want a relationship? And in that moment, I think there's going to be an answer of, yeah, of course, or no, I'm not up for that. I'm not ready. And in the event for either, I suppose, if you said no, then the answer is probably just no. But in the event that you said yes, I would then ask, do you really want a relationship? Because there's so much to a relationship. There's so much that we think relationships are, especially when we're out of relationships. It can feel like the one missing puzzle piece from your life. But really... Is it a relationship that you want or is it the things that a relationship can often bring that you could get in other ways that do that? And there's going to be some of you that outright know and have confidence in why you want a relationship, that you want a relationship. And there's others of you that, after listening to this podcast episode, might question yourself on it. Or you might go away with that surety that you know what you want. And for those that said no even, this is still worth listening to because... You might change your mind. You are fully entitled at any given moment to change your mind on any decision you've made. Or it might just solidify that the no was correct and give you the certainty of what you said. So let's just be clear here because a relationship can mean lots of different things. If you speak to me outside of listening to this podcast, I use relationships in a very, very broad way. And having read some research, there's this concept referred to as social relationships. And I think that's probably what I mean when I'm talking about relationships is that I believe you relate to everyone in a particular way. So the relationship I have with uh, colleagues, with friends, romantically, obviously, there is as well, if that's within the different relationships that exist. And in this regard, it's very important to know that we are talking about relationships, being in a relationship in a romantic and or sexual way, having that investment in another person. And as previously mentioned on episode number five of the Single Girl's Guide to Life, What is Love? Part one, we're talking about the consummate love element, the one that we seek out according to Steinberg's Triangular Theory of Love that encompasses all three types of love of commitment, passion and liking all together. So you're going to be there for one another. There is that attraction and desire to be there. And you actually care about them. You like them for who they are. You're not trying to change them. Now, sometimes people stay in relationships for the wrong reasons. Just have a think about all the people you know or have known to be in relationships and arguably even marriages, maybe at times, 
that stay for the sake of staying. And just think about the two scenarios there. Why did they stay? Yep, there might be practicalities, but we also know many people can deal with those practicalities otherwise. Co-parenting, for example, if children are involved, is a possibility. Most people are able to sort out a housing situation, though I completely respect that at times that's not feasible. And then, what is it that meant they didn't leave? Why didn't they leave? If that relationship wasn't fulfilling, if they were seeking connections elsewhere, why have they stayed in that relationship and why did they not leave? Because really, why do they want that relationship? What does it serve them staying in a relationship if they don't really want it, per se? And whilst you might not be in that relationship to be feeling the same way they are, we all know or have seen, observed a pair like that, whether it was a moment in time and they are no longer together, or they still exist. There can be traditional things in our families or from the generations they were from that makes them believe that they should still stay there that it's not the right thing to do. And that's society. That's working against what other people think, maybe, if if you're working on that, the belief that that's what you do and you couldn't possibly get divorced and it isn't the done thing. That's a societal pressure. But it's important to also note about what we think relationships are, what they really mean, what they really do for us and what we really imagine them to be like. Because when you're single and you're not in a relationship, and you haven't been in one for a while, it is like looking through with rose-tinted glasses, always. And that's why sometimes we feel like, oh, should we have have stayed with our ex? Should we get back in touch with them? What if I've changed my mind? Oh, was it that bad? We always do that because there was something in that relationship that made us feel like we still wanted it that we like the good bits and we could probably work on or overlook the bad bits. And, as ever, we have this impression of what it will be like. And if you've been single for a while, you've probably filled some of your time with friendships, experiences and so on. And probably a lot of television, or at least Netflix, on-demand TV, films. Especially if you live alone. That's one of the default things that I know people do. Catching up on series and watching that. We know that the media skews romance. It makes us think of relationships very differently. And we see the fairy tale versions. We only see half as well. The fairy tales end pretty much there and then. And we don't always see a follow up. But we have such high expectations for falling in love, the fleeting feelings of excitement, butterflies, knowing that, inverted commas, they're the one. And going along with that rush, when we know, if we really look at the science, that that's hormones, and that's fine. It's fine to have those positive chemical reactions, but let's not be faltered by them. Because studies have found that teenagers and adolescents are most influenced by the media and the way that relationships are portrayed. Much like beauty standards and the way that most social media influences us, is that we're prone to looking at what's around us. Because we don't have the experience in relationships, because we don't know what it's like, we look to other sources. And if we don't see that in our families, in our friends, in the relationships that they're having and that are around us, 
we can get our impressions from all kinds of media. Whilst you might not be a teenager anymore, chances are, if you grew up in any time that was surrounded by any media, including TV, then you have an impression based on what you've been shown. And often, the way that the media portrays it is very romantically, is very positively, is very, it will happen and it's wonderful, but it lacks the reality. It lacks what it's really like. And we have to realise what relationships are really like to establish if we really want them. And the other thing that we need to understand about relationships is that we need to understand why we want them ourselves. What is it that you want to get from a relationship? Ask yourself that and answer it just quickly. What is it you want to get from a relationship? How is it that you want to feel? How is it that you want to be? What do you want to be doing? And then I question how much you should be expecting from a relationship when relationships should arguably about giving and accepting, letting go and allowing someone to fall into place with you and as opposed to a get, it's a give. And that depends on what you think love is and how relationships work. But we know from studies that relationships do have positive impacts on so many areas of health, physical, mental, all of those elements generally have a positive influence on our lives in some particular way. However, we can also see that being in a relationship, according to studies, tells us that we have a more positive view of ourselves, that we have higher general expectations for success, and we feel less alienated. Now, It's not a problem that relationships do that for us at all. That's fantastic. My concern is, is that what if we're using relationships to do those things as opposed to solving that problem ourselves? If we rely on other people to do that for us, what happens when they go? And some might argue with me that if they're the one, then they won't go. But this is life, honey. Like... A marriage is a contract and even then you can still break the contract through divorce. You cannot make anybody stay in your life and we have to have a reality of the fact that life changes, people change. Sometimes it's not even someone leaving that means that they're no longer with you. It can be the fact that something drastic happens to them, an accident or their health deteriorates and they get ill and and they are taken from you in a in a different way and so whilst relationships can do those things for us it's important to look at how we can do those for ourselves because if that's the reason you want a relationship if you want to feel good if you want to feel like you're worth something then I think it's dangerous territory to be looking for a relationship to fulfill those things because The minute that person goes or the minute that person can't be there to provide that in that moment, what are you going to do? Because it isn't their full-time job to make you feel good about yourself and vice versa. They shouldn't be expecting that from you and you shouldn't be giving all of that energy to them. 
Something like that has to come from more than one person. Otherwise, that's how people feel suffocated. And it's also how people think they feel trapped because they worry that if they want to leave, what's that other person going to do? And so making sure that you know what you want a relationship for that doesn't just rely on these things is incredibly important. It's also fascinating to me that in one of the studies... It was just the relationship status that led to the increase in well-being. It wasn't to do with how good it was. It wasn't to do with the quality of it or it needed more exploring. It just looked at the fact that they were in a relationship. And we know that, therefore, if the quality wasn't being measured and it was just for status, is being in a relationship the same as being in love? I mean, that's a big, real big question to ponder there. And and, and I would like to think that many of you are going, I want to be in love when I'm in a relationship. That's true, of course. And sometimes I might even think, therefore, that being in love can probably have detrimental effects on your well-being too because we know what it's like when we love someone or feel that love towards someone and it isn't reciprocated. Unrequited love. And so deciding what it means to be in a relationship for you is important. Now, I'm all for research. And if the research says that the status is the bit that makes us feel better about ourselves, do we need to be in a relationship really, though? Is that the only way to achieve that is what I mean? Because it didn't even, it wasn't the quality. It wasn't like we were being loved. What is it you really want out of a partnership, out of what we call a relationship? out of that connection and is there any way that you can do some of those things yourself through different means I know I know it's romantic when you think about that one person that's always there for you that one person that walks through the door and greets you and says hey honey how was your work how did it go and I know a dog can't talk but I can tell you now having a dog does the same thing at times He can't ask you the same questions, but I can tell you that they can be incredibly excited for you when you get in every single day without fail. And no partner can do that. (laughs) There is actually a better solution sometimes to a relationship. And that is a form of a pet, particularly a dog. And that's my point, is that, is it just that acknowledgement of coming back in? Is it that you need a pet instead? What is it that you're really trying to fix through having a relationship? And some of you will be fine. Some of you are not trying to fix anything. Some of you are doing it for the reason that you're so complete in your life that you're just open to somebody else coming in. And I know some of you have struggled with that. When you've had conversations in the single girls club discussions, it's very much been, I'm not sure how I'm going to let somebody back in my life because I am so independent and I love being on my own. And I think that too. I'm 10 months into living on my own and on my own fully and there is no one intruding in my space at this point in time. I'm happy to go on adventures with people but there's not going to be that level of commitment from me or expectation at this point and I think I would expect something to really make me question what I want at this point in time or I just need to change and I think As I mentioned earlier, you are allowed to change your mind on things. Just because I'm saying this now doesn't mean that tomorrow or in a week I couldn't change my mind and my perspective on what I want and why I want it. 
but I know for sure that it isn't anything to do with what anyone thinks of me, of the status it brings, that I think it will improve my well-being. I want all those boxes ticked before someone comes in to try and fulfil them. I want to know how I can manage without that person. And that's not because I don't want someone around, but it's because I know that I don't need someone to do those things for me. And of course, if they're there, then they can be an additional person to call upon when I'm upset. But at the moment, I have a strong system that works without them there. But they would just fit into that network of people. They might even become more of a priority in terms of that person. But even without them, I have that structure. I have the systems that support my life without them in it. And so if they came along, yeah, we'd be having great adventures and they would fit in. But there's nothing missing in my life in that regard. There's no missing piece. There's no incompleteness. And I wouldn't want to be doing it any other way because previously I know I I have. The fact that I went from being married to then being separated and going on to dating apps within mere weeks or months wasn't a good idea because it was just trying to fill a gap. And I think we could all fall for that at times. So what should those relationships be for? I've touched on what I think they should be for. To me, it's an enhancement of your life or just like... The sprinkle on top, the cherry on top, I think someone described it to me as. But you want ev- you want the ice cream sundae there already. I think previously I've described it in my journal because journaling is such a key thing for me. And I found an old journal the other day. And the way I described it was something along the lines of like the painting or the, the picture's coloured in, but that extra person would be the glitter. They're the sparkle. Not that I don't think I sparkle on my own anyway, but just as an example or a metaphor, that that's the kind of addition they would be. They aren't the masterpiece. They aren't the main piece of art in my life. They add that sprinkle on top and the masterpiece is already taking place. And of course, we see the fairy tale version of relationships all the time. Yes, the winter glow, everyone is starting to talk about cuffing, which is finding someone for winter and snuggling up and going to winter wonderland together and walking through the snow and hats on, scarves on, winter walks. Of course all those pictures look wonderful and all those events sound great. But relationships also come with a ton of effort, a ton of worry. Worry about pleasing the other person. Worry about fights, about disagreements, stress. Because this is another human being that you're dealing with. They have wants, they have needs, they have minds that will change. They will get tired, you will get tired. And just from the studies that I've read, there's other elements like people worry about depending on their partner too much. Because they take time. Relationships take time. And we expect a lot from relationships. We put so much on relationships. Sometimes they can take place of other friendships. And we lose some of those friendships. On TikTok earlier on in the week. Last week or so. I shared something that was about making the mistake. Of putting so much energy into a relationship. As opposed to our friendships. 
We worry about the social sacrifice because of the time. We are all very, very busy people with work, if nothing else, let alone all the social events that go on in our lives. And when we bring that extra relationship in, suddenly we have to find time for them. And it usually becomes once a week, if not multiple times a week. And again, I will speak about or have previously spoken about how often you want to be seeing someone in the early days and actually how you want it to build a lot more naturally and to take your time, even though we're in a world of rush. But we have to acknowledge that that all comes with part of the sacrifice and the giving up when we say we want a relationship. Do you want it all? Do you want that nitty-gritty stuff? Do you want the little nags? Do you want the little arguments that happen? Because they will. It's normal to have them if you're spending increased amount of times with one person, expectations on one another things not going quite the way you wanted, there's an awful lot of compromise. And for some people at the other end of this, they'll be going, yeah, I don't care. Like, I do want that. I know that that's there. I kind of want those things. I miss those things. I want someone to argue with. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I'm good. It's really important that you ask yourself properly when you're asked, do you want a relationship? Or if someone implies that you should have one. Ask yourself, do you really want a relationship? Do you really want it for the benefits and costs that there are to it? And do you want it for the right reason? Or are you trying to fill any gaps? Are you trying to fill some voids? And are there ways that you can fill those voids before you try and fill them with a man or any other partner? In Maslow's hierarchy of needs... Love and belonging is there in the middle after physiological needs and safety needs. So being mentally and physically well, then having food and shelter. Then comes love and belonging. But you don't have to get love just from a man or a partner. You can create love in your life in other ways and find that belonging first before you then solely rely on that one person. So as I say, next time you're thinking about it or you look over at someone when you're out eating dinner alone in a restaurant and see everyone's coupled up, because I know people have commented on that before, yes, it might look lovely for those couple of hours, (laughs) but ask yourself when you think, oh, I'd really like that, do you really want a relationship? I hope that that's given you something to think about, to stew on for a little while and consider. It's going to be one of those topics that you either understand and appreciate the perspective, but I still want a relationship, or you don't agree with me at all. Or the points that I've made and shared you think could be thrashed out even more. There are so many good things about relationships, don't get me wrong. But you have to be in the right place to be able to give in the right way and not just be continuing to get all the time and demand on that other person is such a give and take and so much working out to do relationships are incredibly hard and we often are very inexperienced at them really especially long-term ones you can't have that many long-term ones by the time you're 25 or 30 even if you started dating at 15 if you were doing five years five years five years you might have had three five-year relationships if you were back to back otherwise chances are you probably haven't had that many long-term relationships so getting good at it takes time and commitment and a lot of it are you prepared for all of those things these are the kind of discussions that we can sometimes have at the single girls club so make sure that you're involved in that by hitting the link in the description if not head on over to instagram and tiktok to follow for 
daily inspiration on single life living and making the most of your solo life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to share on the socials your favourite quotes or the things that made you think the most. And until next time, keep thriving.